Jerry Blevins, host of the Shea Station podcast and uh, Mets analyst on SNY. All year long, we've been giving you a chance to win Blue Jays tickets on Blair and Barker, whether you listen to the radio or on our podcast. And again, if you are listening to us on podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can get us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're usually they're, we're, they're usually pretty quick to download us onto the uh, mm-hmm. onto the site. So uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, uh, you can. Uh, as I said, rate, review, and subscribe. Today's trivia question is to win tickets to the Jays and Rays game at the Rogers Center on Tuesday, September 13th. That's game two of the doubleheader. Yesterday, we gave away tickets to, I think, the first game of the doubleheader. And we asked you, 1998 was the Rays' first season. Which former Blue Jay led the Rays in home runs and RBI that season? I said it would be a crime if you didn't get it. I made dog noises. I barked on the air. Forever, it's a, it's now in somebody's, you know, it's saved for posterity. The answer was Fred McGriff, the crime dog, 19 home runs, 81 ribbies, and 564 at-bats. I'm not giving you any hints this time. Uh, today's question, who has played the most games in the history of the Rays franchise? This is easy. I, I would have got this. I did get this. Who has played the most games in the history of the Rays franchise? There's a really easy, a real easy hint I could give you. But I'm not going to do it. You should do it. No. We're a show of the people. For the people. Yeah, but we're a show for smart people. I don't want to have to. Huh. I, you know, I don't want to have to give it away. People should get that. People should get that. They should. Uh, no question. I mean, I could. I mean, if you really need a hint. Well, you're looking it up, so you might as well do it. Uh, here's, I'll give you a hint because this will make you think. The hint is Tony Parker. Figure that out. The hint is Tony Parker. Why are you trying to make it harder? The most games in the history of the Rays franchise. I bet the passing knows this. We can't say it even if he does know it. Well, no, but I thought it was a pretty witty hint. Uh, was it not passing? The, the, the uh, Rays franchise Please. leader in games played? I said Tony Parker. As, as a hint, that's pretty good, isn't it? Please say it wasn't. Oh, that's not bad. It's, it's very good. It's very good. It requires a little bit of, uh, of cross-sports knowledge, a little bit of entertainment knowledge. Uh, yeah, I right. like it. But yeah, but you really shouldn't need a hint to get that answer. That's so uh, I'm reading your, you read your article on ESPN where you are, uh, you are asked to judge the worthiness hmm. of uh, several players as emerging stars. And um, you're you're all in a bit on Alec Manoa, aren't you? Yeah, can you tell? Oh, I mean, yeah, it was. And and I've listen. I I will admit, aren't you? Yeah, I'm old and cynical though, and I've been wait. I've I've, uh, I've waited. Like I ha- admit that every start, I've kind of waited for that two and a third, six hits, five runs, four earned, two walks. One strike, you know. I've I've waited for that innings. The the innings and limit, it is, and it and it is just not coming. It's not coming. He's throwing harder. Um, he's more under control. You yep. know, he's he's using pitch calm now, which he he wasn't. I mean, he's just yeah. I, I I think last night was the night that I stopped waiting for the wheels to fall off, which of course means that in the next start <laughs> the wheels will fall off. 
But it is. It, he's, this isn't supposed to happen, is it, Jeff? Like guys are supposed to get arm injuries and 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 break down and and hit a wall when they when they kind of make this leap, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's not supposed to happen, but that's what outliers are for. Right. And he may just be that outlier. Like I listen. I don't like throwing comps around. Um, and this is probably as much of a body generated comp as anything, but everything else is catching up and proving true. Is he CC Sabathia? I mean, he could be. He just, yeah, he could be. <laughs> he could be CC Sabathia. I've been trying to come up <laughs> with Jay's comparables. You know, every, everybody immediately points to Roy Halladay, and he does. I mean, there are no, nights like... No, he's not Roy Halladay. That's yeah. like... There are nights like last night where the demeanor and that, where, where you kind of see it, but yeah, that's a little bit ahead. But I can see CC Sabathia. I could see CC well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me make the argument, and it goes beyond the fact that we're dealing with men who are, like, just starting off, you know, right. and a lot of guys, 6'6", six, six, yeah. 275, 300, wherever they're at. You just don't find a lot of guys of that size. Attitude-wise, like personality-wise, extremely similar. Uh, You know, very well-liked by teammates. You know, borderline beloved. And I know Minot's got a while ago still, but CC Sabathia certainly retired Mm -hmm. uh, as one of the more beloved and appreciated teammates. Uh, that a lot of guys he played with ever had. Um, not a huge strikeout guy. Like, will get his strikeouts and will get strikeouts in the big moments, but more of a command and control guy who's got very good stuff, but not overwhelming stuff. It's just all of the all of the different things are there and, and gets gets by with, very good, but not overwhelming stuff because he's just got a ton of compete in him. Um, listen, when I talked about Manoa earlier this year, and and he he loves talking about the dog in him. I love when he talks about the dog in him because he does. He's got some dog in him, mm-hmm. and 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 it's what angers opponents and why they don't like him, but why they do respect him. Max Freed, Dylan Cease, and Alec Manoa are three of the guys that you deal with in this uh, in this piece. Tony Gonsolin as well, but I'm 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 interested particularly in Freed, Cease, and Manoa. What do you think separates the three of them um, from one another, or from the rest of the like young pitchers out there? From the rest of the young pitchers, and 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 from one another. Like, like who do you think okay. of the three is? I mean, I, I'm not going to say who of the three is going to be the guy who's going to have more wins or anything like that. But right now, you had to pick one of those three. Who would you pick? Um, oh, oh boy. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't have an answer off the top of my head, so I'm gonna try and talk myself into one by by laying out what each of them brings. Okay. If you want stuff you go with Dylan Cease. Um, Dylan Cease's stuff is extremely nasty. Um, the the slider that he throws uh, is probably a top five in the game. The fastball that he's got is 
right up there as well. And I love the fact that he gets as many strikeouts as he does. Um, you know, 26 years old, like if Justin Verlander doesn't come back by, you know, over the next couple of weeks, Dylan Cease may well win the American League Cy Young, Mm -hmm. which by the way, if you listen to my betting advice earlier this year and pick Dylan Cease to win the Cy Young before the season, you could have made a lot of money. That said, what I love about Max Fried is that he is really just a total package. Like if you're looking for an athlete in a pitcher, which is I think what we're we're all looking for, uh, Max Fried is not just going to field the position better than anybody else out there. Um, he's going to put up the most innings. He's going to strike out guys. He doesn't walk anyone. He doesn't give up home runs. He sinks the ball. He's got a great curveball. He's coming from the left side. I mean, he's, you know, he's, I don't know if he's as good as it gets right now, but he's darn close to Mm -hmm. it. The only drawback with him is he's 28. Right. Manoa's kind of a combination of the two, and he's 24. Mm -hmm. And it's the age part, guys. And the fact that Max Fried has a scar on his elbow, Dylan Cease has a scar on his elbow, and Alec Manoa does not, mm-hmm. that would make me take Manoa. Yeah. It's the health part. And uh, listen, um, give me any of the three, and I feel like I can win a World Series with them, but... If I if I'm picking one, I'm picking the guy who has stayed healthiest to this point. That's Alec Manoa. Who should the Blue Jays give a contract to first, Manoa or Vladdy? Vladdy, give it to the hitter every single time. Ooh, I mean, isn't isn't that isn't that what Alex Anthopoulos is doing? Like, have you guys noticed this? I'm sorry. Is is Alex Anthopoulos' name like Voldemort in Toronto where you're oh, not God, supposed no. to mention it anymore? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, no, no. no. I, know, I, know, I know he's I, I know I know he's I know he's loved, um, but I almost wonder if people see what's going on in Atlanta and it's almost like a sad love. Maybe. Um let's let's look at who Alex Anthopoulos has signed down in Toronto to long-term contracts: Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Michael Harris Jr. I mean, you know, what do they all have in common? They're everyday players. And let's look at hey, – here's a trivia question for you, by the way, guys. Here's a good trivia question. What is the longest contract Alex Anthopoulos has ever given to a pitcher? Now, I don't have this confirmed, but I'm – Pretty sure I know the answer. Longest contract in terms of years. Charlie Martins. I don't think so. I believe the answer is Ricky Romero. Ricky Romero, okay. Didn't Ricky Romero sign like a five-year, $32 million extension? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and Ricky was, uh, that was Alex. Alex was GM, you're right. There you go. Yeah. Um, Point being... He's got Max Freed right now, who is a guy who should be extended and who should be with the Atlanta Braves for a really long time. And that has, has you know, I don't even know if there's been an offer there at this point. And so um, the priority 
at least among the smart teams out there, or the best teams out there, has been to get your position player signed because the you know you just never know with an arm. There's just too much fallibility there mm-hmm. to make signing pitchers young a priority. Jeff, the people that you've talked to about Vladdy's year, what have they said about it? Good, bad, medium, okay, he could be better. What have they said about it? More more toward the latter end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, it's been good. Hasn't been what he was last year. And the, I listen, you can't look at a guy who's performing 35% above the league in terms of offensive categories Mm -hmm. and say he's having a disappointing season. I'm sorry. That's just, it's not disappointing. It's just what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is doing this year is not disappointing. Um, It's just not what you thought it was going to be. And that part, you know, is that a part of the reason why the Blue Jays haven't run away with this wild card? Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I think I, the I answer just, is probably. It's I, not. It's not just. It, you know, it's, it, it's not just him. Um, is is Bo Bichette having the year up to where he should? Um, is Teoscar Hernandez all like everyone with the Jays right now? Even you can well. Andre Kirk's second half has been quite forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, by the way, was the only thing that in that story you were referencing earlier, Jeff, kept me from saying that, you know, he's graduated to stardom. Like, I, I need two halves put together. Yeah. But you, you look at you look at the the entire Jays roster, it's like they're all kind of the same hitter this year. Somewhere mm-hmm. like a... 750, and if you go top end, like 825 OPS. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing you're going to win a lot of freaking ball games having dudes put up between 750 and 825 OPS in this era. I just don't know if you're going to win a World Series necessarily, unless some of those guys turn it on and get to their 900 plus OPS selves in the postseason. Because, uh, that that's what it's going to take, and and it's been interesting to to hear from, uh, you know, to hear from other clubs like, who scares you? Um, when I ask that question, Toronto's a very common answer. Mm. Like I think people I think people are just waiting for the Jays to throw on the afterburners, and we're 140 games into the year and they still haven't done it. Uh, the Yankees are now five up on the Rays. Uh, you know, we looked at their lineup yesterday. They've got, obviously they've got some, they've got underperformance issues. They've also got injury, injury issues. Um, if you're the Rays, I understand that, you know, the Rays are just winning games and winning games and the schedule will take care of itself. Is there a chance they catch the Yankees? Do you think here? I suppose. Um, I doubt it, but what the Yankees have done is frankly embarrassing. Like they're, they're on the verge of, of one of the all time great collapses in not just 
baseball history, but in sports. Now, I'd rather be known for collapsing in the regular season and still making the playoffs than, you know, collapsing mm-hmm. in the postseason. Right. And the Yankees still have October to rescue themselves, so I'm not going to sit here and do what so many others are doing, which is burying them right now. But they need to get help. They are at their peak, what they are on opening day, what they are on paper. A great team is one that can weather injuries and have this, have sufficient depth to make it work. And let me tell you, the Los Angeles Dodgers at different times this year have lost their number one starter to Tommy John surgery. Um, they're, are we going to call Clayton Kershaw their number two? Yeah, well, you know, sure. Julio Arias probably is, but. Uh, you know, historically, fine. They're Hall of Fame pitcher to multiple injury list stints. Um, they spent most of the year without their best reliever in Blake Trinan, and the guy who filled in for Daniel Hudson, is, uh, for him, Daniel Hudson is out for the season. Um, the, they've, you know, they, at one point, I think seven or eight pitchers on the injured list, and they still had Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney and Tony Gonsolin going out there and throwing like 350 in it of low to mid two ERA baseball. It's silly what the Dodgers do, not just because the top end guys like Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and, uh, you know, Smith and Trey Turner are Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Will Smith. It's because they turned Tyler Anderson into a monster because they have Tony Gonsolin at 28 years old out there going 16-1 and one with a low 2 ERA because Andrew Heaney, who's been disappointing his entire career, suddenly goes to the Dodgers and is striking out 13 batters per nine. Uh, there is no team like the Dodgers right now, and I know this started out as a Yankees question, mm-hmm. but I think I, it pivoted to the Dodgers because the only team out there that has the means, the will, and the desire to be like the Dodgers are the Yankees, and this is illustrative that they are not. Can the Cardinals win the World Series? Yeah, I think they can. I think they're a pretty long shot to do so at this. I'm got a line that has arguably the two best players in the league. Uh, and I think there's uh, you can make a fairly good argument that in 2022, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado have been the two best players in the National League. Yep. It puts you in a good position. I mean, you know, they 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 feel like they feel like a team uh, right now that has one of those airs of destiny because Albert Pujols is retiring, because Yadier Molina is retiring, because Adam Wainwright is either at the end of his career uh, or pretty darn close to it. I honestly just worry about the pitching. And going out and getting Jordan on trade deadline was enormous, especially at the call of Harrison Bader, who was superfluous to the team. Um, but, but the top-end pitching and the bullpen in particular, I think, have allowed them to get through the National League Central but the rest of the National League is a whole different ball of wax. And I think they go into the postseason as, at best, the fourth-best team in their league. Mm. Now, 
I think they're probably right now the sixth, maybe seventh best team in all of baseball, which just goes to show the gap between the National League and the American League at this point. But I don't think anyone can make a salient argument that the Cardinals are better than the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Mets. Jeff, we're going to let you scoot, man. Great insight as always. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. And, uh, Kev, it was good hearing you with Jason Benetti a couple oh, days nice. ago. Oh, nice. It was a lot of fun. Was it was. It was a great he, time. Yeah, they're, they're a lot know, of fun. Did you, did you, do you know him at all? Like, had you ever I, met him before? I had, yes, in the minor leagues. Absolutely. Oh, and he's he is, he, he's he is, a very nice he man. The, he is the he is the best, and he is the sneaky funniest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> he is. He is. He's very easy to work with. That, that's all I cared about. He was, you know, he soft-tossed it to me, and he sort of got out of the way, which is not the easiest thing to do. You know, I, I'm very handsy, and I like to get a little excited, and he uh, thought hey. that was cool and yeah. sort of got out of the way. I and mean, it, it was, it was, it yeah. was a lot of fun. I hope I get to do it again. So. It must, it, it, yeah, it must have been a partner that gets out of the way. <laughs> Thanks, Passon. <laughs> See you, boy. See you later. <laughs> Jeff Passens, our MLB insider with ESPN. Oh, he knows you too well, doesn't he? Well, he... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like to, you know, I like to think there was a little bit of me in the booth when you were there. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're that little guy sitting on my shoulder. Yeah. Don't say that. Make sure you plug Blair and Barker. <laughs> you didn't even do that. You didn't even do that. <laughs> That's what you were saying. That's all I cared about. Yeah. I, I wonder if the Cardinals... Are better than the nice Blue Jays. Nice change of subject. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I Cardinals, think Cardinals better than the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. You think so? Yeah. That's an interesting question. I know the Cardinals twenty-five games above five hundred. Does it have to do with what where they're playing? Uh, the division they play in. Yeah, let me re let me re let me reassess that statement. It's an interesting for, let question. me reassess that statement for a minute. Are they are they better than the Blue Jays? Yeah. Let me reassess that. I g. This is. I think they're almost the same. Yeah. National League teams, to me, the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Mets, and then everybody else. Sure. Um, and the Jays aren't on the same level as the Braves or the Dodgers. I, that, I've i just had this thing about the Mets all year. I, well, you don't like them or you do like them? I just don't. Or it's their manager. No, not even that. I don't. I just don't trust them. I don't trust the Mets this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll look. I look at the American League right now. Are the Yankees better than the Jays right now? Yeah, I, I think right now in the American League, Houston, sure, Tampa, and Toronto are the top three. In the National League, I'd go, I got throw Seattle in there. Seattle or Toronto, that's the real question. That's it. Uh, so I'm going to go Houston, Tampa, and Seattle because I think Seattle's better than Toronto right now. National League. I'm with you. National League, uh, L.A.'s better. Uh, Braves. Braves are better. I don't know about the Cardinals. So it's an interesting conversation. How, the how, Cardinals, do, you, how do you look at The Cardinals' at core guys are producing. No question. Their core guys are producing. I don't know about the pitching. Well, they're superstars, are doing superstar things. Yeah. The guys on the corners. Yeah. Um, and, and Wainwright's pretty good, too. It's just, it'll be interesting to see when he's flipping it in the playoffs, how that works. You know, add and subtract, and it's a very smart guy. And they do. The, the Jordan Montgomery acquisition was, I, I, at, at the end of the year, I need to know, how did that happen? Did that, did Brian Cashman call John Moselleck and, and, like, 
and that just fell in. Can you imagine having that fall in your lap? Like mm-hmm. it's half an hour before trade deadline ends and Cashman calls you and is willing to give you like, I don't know about you. That, Jordan Montgomery's not, he's not an ace, but man, Jordan Montgomery competed his ass off in the American league. He's, he did, he, think, he's I, a perfect guy to have in your team. I think that was more about the center field. They need position. cover for Hicks, Hicks and judge. And yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd rather, I guess maybe have judge playing, right? Maybe you're a better team, a better defensive team. With Judge in right field, Bader in center field, like it's Bader's just going to go get it. But absolutely, when he's healthy. Yeah. He, but he may not even play. So I, you look, I'm, I'm with you. It's Frankie Montas is. I mean, he's been okay. He hasn't oh, been great. So I was I, right about that. Garrett Cole. I, I'll like tell I, you what. I was right about. I told you I want no may, part of Frankie well, Montas maybe, at the trade deadline. I was 100 percent right about maybe that. Maybe they knew that already. And was thinking more. You got a little time to figure it out. We got a big lead here. We want the one-two punch. When he's ready in the playoffs, maybe that's that's what they were banking on. One two punch isn't any good when one of them is going to punch himself in the face. Which well, Gary Cole hasn't much. been always great either. No, so you know, it's it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, we're going to take a deeper look at the National League, specifically the National League East, with our next guest. He is Jerry Blevins, Mets analyst, former Mets pitcher, host of the Shea Station podcast. Jerry Blevins is next. It's Blair and Barker. On Sportsnet 590, the fan, the radio network, the TV network, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Alish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sneaky Mr. Barker. <laughs> Pushing down my computer screen without which I would die. Look, notes. Write it down and you will remember. Yeah, I take notes. Look at the notes. I take copious notes. Do they mean anything? Like, <coughs> yeah. Do they mean anything? Look at that. Look at the stuff well, there. Well, that's good. I can't even read that. Stuff that's there. chicken scratch. That's not chicken. What does that even mean? It's not chicken scratch. That's some fancy way of saying, look at me, I fill up a whole entire book. <laughs> look at your face. What? That's awesome. Anyhow. <laughs> Shall we move on? We've got Barker's back leg bits. Yes. Uh, we may also have a theme song for the show. I think we do. We just have to figure out how to get it in there. Well, we got to figure out the legalities of this. This particular situation. Do you have to pay this person? Terry Whalen of uh, Miramichi. Miramichi. I can never pronounce Miramichi. Anyhow, Miramichi, New Brunswick, has uh, sent us. Very good. And he's legit. Like, he's won awards. He's a legit mm. He's a legit singer. He's not, you know, some guy just strumming his guitar in the bathroom. Mm. He's uh, it's a pretty good song. Why was it the bathroom? Going to be the porch or? I don't know. But uh, anyhow. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see if we can get all the legal stuff out of the way because you know Tim and Tim and Sid, uh, Tim and Friends now, which is oh. a show on our on our station, both mm-hmm. on on TV and radio. Before that, Tim and Friends, they had the Sheepdogs, sure, do a song for them, mm-hmm. and the song is still being played. So this would be pretty good, and it's a it's really a dig me song. It really is. Anyhow, yeah. uh, so we'll uh, we we will we will gather our sharpest minds and uh, find some of the sharpest legal people so in this bu- legal people in this building <laughs> to see if we can do it. And Lance, bringing Jerry Blevins, Mets analyst with SNY, former Mets pitcher, host of the 
Shea Station podcast. So, Jerry, I think the last time we had you on, the Mets were, well, they weren't exactly sailing away with the National League East, but it looked as if they had command of it. What uh, What's happened here? Well, Jeff, Kev, thanks for having me on. Uh, first, I got to know about this guy that plays his guitar in the bathroom. What's going on with that? Well, I just thought, no, because I thought that uh-huh. the only reason I thought about the bathroom was it's a controlled environment. That's, you know, and if you're just sure. strumming your guitar, it's... Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen one in anybody's bathroom before, but hey, yeah. you know, I'm not sure. Okay. I like I'm not, Jerry. I'm not judging here. I'm just uh, trying to get a feel for things. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe in Virginia they don't play the guitar in the bathroom. Uh, but, you know, uh, there are some places where we do. You're not. Jerry's not a Virginian, is he? I, I'm, a, I'm from Ohio. So we, from Ohio. we've got the Midwest. We've yeah. got the East Coast covered. Okay. Um, yeah. So no, may, no maybe, maybe north of the border. Yeah. That's All it. Right. All That's right. That's it. Uh, Hamilton. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we knew about the Mets. Yeah, we knew that the Braves were going to be really good. I mean, they won the World Series um, the year before, and they got better. They, their roster is incredible. Um, so we knew it was never going to be a, a, a runaway for the New York Mets. Uh, they've actually had a great season, but the, the Braves seem to not lose. So it's more of, you know, how good the Braves have played versus, you know, the Mets collapse because the Mets – haven't more, lost more than three games in a row uh, all season. So, you know, I think it's more of this is just a really good baseball team in Atlanta that, that chased the New York Mets down. Jerry, do you think the Mets have enough equipment, so to speak, to play this many playoff games and not just sort of fall into the playoffs when it matters the most? Uh, I do. Yeah, that's a great question. I actually think they're built better – uh, for the playoffs, especially with, you know, the compact because of the lockout, that the playoffs are going to be a little bit more compact. So I think you get to see their depth uh, and facing, you know, Scherzer and DeGrom at the top. Uh, there's not a better one-two punch in all of baseball. Um, and then you have a guy named Chris Bassett, who is an absolute bulldog out there on the mound. He showed up yesterday and through seven, gave up one run. Uh, with 10 strikeouts, he's been doing it basically all season. Uh, and then, the, you know, you're going to have the fourth piece, and they've got some depth in that in that rotation. They've got David Peterson from the left side. They've got Taiwan Walker from the right side, who's an all-star last year. And Cookie Carrasco, who's who's having a bounce-back year after um, some injuries, and he's got some World Series experience. And then, of course, the bullpen. You know, it's all about pitching in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And Edwin Diaz has been the best closer in maybe not all of baseball with what Emmanuel Classe is doing in Cleveland, but definitely the National League, uh, and he's been great all season. So they've got the depth in pitching yeah. to, to go far in this playoffs. What's the biggest worry for the Mets? Uh, the, the lack of power in the offense, I think, would be the biggest worry. Because yeah. uh, outside of Pete Alonso, uh, they really haven't had anybody really step up uh, with the power production. Uh, Lindor is having a great season, um, but he's not hitting tons of home runs. And Edwin uh, or Edwin Eduardo Escobar has been the guy that they signed to kind of be that other power bat. Uh, has had a, a rough year from the plate, but he started to resurge over the last week or so. Um, but they've they've managed to play a different style of baseball. They're a low strikeout, high contact, put pressure on the defense uh, kind of team. So it's it's kind of worked out in their favor. 
Should mention they did they did have a doubleheader sweep on Wednesday mm-hmm. of the Pirates, so it's it's you know I don't want people who haven't looked at the standings to assume that the Mets are 16 games out of first place. Sure. <laughs> in, in point of fact, they're not. Uh, you made a point about this team going into the playoffs too, and and that is the bottom line. It's Scherzer and Degrom when you get into the playoffs. You're going to get those two right out of the gate. And Jacob Degrom, based on I've I've caught little bits and pieces of his last two starts. I haven't watched all of them. But I've caught little bits and pieces of it. Jacob Degrom really—I mean, this is trite because he's a great pitcher, but kind of a arrested, ready Jacob Degrom could be a scary thought, couldn't it? Uh, yeah. To me, you know, I played parts of 13 seasons in the big leagues. I've been a fan of baseball all 39 years of my life. You know, uh, he's the best pitcher I've ever seen. Um, he's head and shoulders above everybody on the planet right now. And he's not even at his best yet. You know, they've kind of babied him understandably, um, you know, kept the reins on him uh, coming back from injury. But the guy's just so good at pitching that it's phenomenal. And then you have Max Scherzer, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right behind him, a three-time Cy Young winner. Uh, so those that one-two punch is incredible. And if those, those guys are healthy going into the postseason and you have to beat them twice, that's going to be a tough call. That oblique injuries, is, is, is it a – I mean, I understand that the teams would be a little protective of this information, but the oblique injury to Scherzer, is it anything to be overly concerned about? Are the Mets giving, giving any indication about that? Yeah, so they're saying, you know, obviously, again, it's it's guarded from sure. it's coming from the Mets, but Scherzer's been, you know, kind of open and forthcoming all season long with the media, which has, you know, been great, you know, for us that are covering it. But he said, you know, I could pitch if I needed to. If this were the playoffs, I'd be out there. But with where we are on the calendar, because we're going we're gonna to go with an abundance of caution here, it's not an injury. They're calling it fatigue and general soreness. Mm. Um, and so I think they're just, you know, doing the smart thing here with a guy who's, you know, at the latter parts of his career, uh, taking it easy and, and, and understanding that there's a bigger picture. It's not just, you know, September, they're trying to win a world series and to have that, they're going to need him healthy and at full strength. So I think they're doing the right thing by, by making him sit down for a little bit. Jerry, this sort of an uh, individual question, but I, I have to wonder, this time of the year, how hard is it to make adjustments when it comes to trying to win all the time? Um, I think that's where Buck Showalter has come in and so. really helped this ball club. Yeah, it's a good question because, you know, they like you said, they, they've got the Braves breathing down their down their backs, like down their necks, and, and they're only a half game up. But it's it has been the focus for them all season long is to win every single day. They go in, they, they're – Bigger picture, they've got really good veteran leadership, and Buck Showalter has been the, the absolute perfect captain to steer the ship and keep them pointed in the right direction and focused on the, the day-in, day-out you know, grind of baseball uh, and, and keep them focused on what they have to do. By the way, just so you guys don't think I'm an idiot, uh, Terry Whalen, the <laughs> recording artist who recorded the piece for us and has several awards to his name, I might add, uh, just sent me a text. Uh-oh. Tell the guys that back in the days, I used to play guitar in the bathroom at university Ooh. because it had great built-in acoustics, especially for reverb. It's actually a popular spot for singers okay. and songwriters to play the guitar. So we apologize. 
Look yeah, I, yeah, I'm actually – I'm not going to apologize. Why was it, I wasn't under attack, but I will admit that I was incorrect. How about that? Okay, that's, 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 that's really – that's good. That's, it actually it, – it makes full sense because uh, when, I'm, when I'm in the shower, I'll sing my little heart out in that's those true. acoustics of the shower. It's, so it's I true. get it. It's true. Makes total sense. It does. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks, good Jerry. stuff as always. Great insight. Be well. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it, Jeff. Okay, take care. That's Jerry Blevins. This is a terrific job with SNY. See, it's right there. I I make uh, that up. Yeah, I know. I see it. I see it. I see it. I, it's it's interesting to hear that many playoff games. And what I mean by play, sort of what the Blue Jays are going through. Yeah, these are playoff. Like, these are playoff absolutely, games. Absolutely. Wherever you see the manager doing things, bringing their setup guy in in the fifth inning. See what Brandon Hyde did to his bullpen and must win games the first week of September. Yeah. How do these teams handle that and sort of just not? fall in, limp in, whatever words you want to use have, in the playoffs, because there can be too much, right? Have you seen any of DeGrom's recent stuff? I have. Have you, have you seen his stuff? Yeah, yeah. The, well, like, it's, 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 un- I mean, he it's is, unbelievable. He is Jacob DeGrom, but, you know, hearing Jerry say that the best, the best pitcher he's ever seen, I mean, I haven't seen enough of him, but I do know this. I don't know if there's another pitcher in the game where I don't expect the opposing batter, whoever it is, to get a hit. I don't. I, that That's doesn't mean call, it isn't. Yeah. That doesn't mean it isn't going to happen. Obviously, it's going to happen. He's sure. going to give up hits. I don't know if there's another pitcher. I sit down and watch a game, and I, I assume there's a chance I could get a perfect game out of this. Yeah, I think I it's just fa- I think it's fastball command. Well, you talk about velocity in 2022, and then you add the command that he he does it with two pitches. Yeah, I know. Not not three pitches, not four pitches. He does it with two pitches. And to be able to do that with the four-seam slider mix and be able to locate it the way he does, the the unpredictable thing, he's not. You sort of know what's coming. Like, you, if you're a guesser, which I would never be against him because how do you hit a hundo? Because that's basically what it is, is 99 to a hundo. How do you hit that if you're not looking for it? But if you're a guesser, I mean, you can sort of eliminate that. And, I mean, you're going to have an educated guess. I, yeah, I'm sort of with Jerry. I, I don't know how you can get much better. Like, I, yeah, I, one, one game to win, <clears throat> he's fully healthy. I mean, how would you? I, how would you even think about going to somebody else? I don't think you would. I, I don't think. I I just don't think you can. I don't either. Verlander maybe, can. just because he's been there and done it before. Maybe that would had something to do with it. You know, maybe if you put him on a different team offensively, who could hit more homer. I don't know. Maybe that's the argument you would have. But just my guy against your guy, how could your guy not be Jacob Degrom? I mean, I I I find it good I luck find arguing it really that. Hard. Me I too. find it really hard. Me too. To, especially for the one game thing. I, I find it. Uh, no question. Hopefully we'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we see it. I mean, I do want, you, know, you want everybody to stay healthy, but I would love, I'd love like four healthy seasons of Jacob DeGrom back to back to back to back. To I back may ask you, we go. with Buck, the, the manager. Yeah. Pitching, can we talk about who pitches yeah, game yeah, yeah. one? Hall of Famer or a future Hall of Famer? Who throws game one? Well, I'll, whoever's. For me, it's whoever's. Okay, no, 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 no. If, if both guys are fully rested. Okay, because I was going to say whoever's throwing the best. Who's throw- whoever's well, throwing I mean, the best. Then I I go with the Grom. Yeah, I mean, it would. I don't think I it's as easy Grom. as that. Just because you have a first ballot Hall of Famer and a guy that's on his on the way there is going to be there, but it's not there yet because of injuries. What do you do? I mean, you got to know the guys. Ooh. One dude's got two different colored eyes. So what do you do? Like, 
I, it's, it's a, it's a, it should not be a conversation because who would care? But it, I'm sure it matters to those two guys. It's just something, right? If, it, if in a seven-game series, the guy that gets one, four, and seven. I mean, I guess the answer, the obvious answer is, you know, let's see if the final few starts of the year mean anything, and then, and then you, and then you go from there. That, that is a good question, Kev. I, I me, it's probably Degrom because he's my. And and I know Buck Showalter was in there, but he's my guy. He's the organizational Maybe, guy. Maybe, yeah. And I'm going to reward my organizational guy. I'm going to reward him for all he's done and all he's mm. put up with. About winning, though. And it is about winning. But I, my guess is Max Scherzer got his World Series ring. I understand he's a proud guy. My guess is he would probably get it. That'd be interesting. And especially, we'll if, especially, it's easy with the oblique injury. You can always say that we're erring on the side of caution. But sure. Um, anyhow, it's uh, that time of the show, Barker's Backleg Bits, where we open the, uh, well, we don't open the phone lines. We uh, we go to our direct okay. messages, DMs. You can DM me, SN Jeff Blair, with questions for Kevin Barker. And uh, please include your name and all that good stuff. Um, ba-ba. Nick. <laughs> Twitter handle is Nick Knock. I like that. Do you think... This is about Gabriel Moreno being called sure. up. Do you think the Jays will actually use that third catcher and use Kirk for DH? No. I think it would be easier to DH him with the third catcher. Yeah. But would they use Gabby? I don't think so. Why would you use Gabby behind the plate? These games mean so much. That relationship for pitcher-catcher. Mm-hmm. And we saw it's a work in progress for him to put the right finger down, the flow, the pace. Everything that it takes for a veteran guy, I, you probably might be either Gosman or Stripling, but we've seen Strip do that. He didn't really like it. Would Gosman buy into that? Probably not. So I'm saying no to that. Yeah, I I could see. Look, I could see him staying. I guess I could see him staying up for the rest of the year, and maybe sure. if, the, if those games in Baltimore well, don't mean anything, maybe you 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 I know you think, run him out there for I one would, of those starts. But. I would think we'll know Saturday. That's a, yes. That's that's a very good yes. Tao gets back on Saturday. We'll we'll see. We'll know. We'll see. And yeah. I, and I think I'm kind. Of forgot about Tao there. I kind of uh, I kind of uh, forgot about that. And now that I think about it, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Sure, it's a pretty obvious decision. Um, Michael wants to know. Uh, Manoa was all business last night. He wants our honest opinion. How many young pitchers would have felt the need to retaliate based on the previous? Game shenanigans, Mike in Edmonton. And Mike, thanks for the kind words as well. I really appreciate it. Both of us appreciate it. I, I hope none. None. It wasn't an everyday player doing that. It wasn't, uh, you know, a pitcher hitting on their team, a guy because yeah. the well, Blue someone, Jays did something else. It was one guy. Someone said to me, that's, that's a good question, a good answer. Someone said to me, all right, who would you throw at if you were Manoa? Yeah. And that's a good point. Like, who am I going to throw at? Absolutely. So nobody, I'm, I'm going to say nobody. none to that. I mean, that's ridiculous. Don't don't act like a child like the other guy acted. And I I, I keep getting back to this as someone who remembers watching uh, Joaquin Benoit tear up his uh, yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a brawl and um, coming get, out of the bullpen and, and, and caught. I think that had an impact on the Jays in the postseason. I just don't want any. I don't want any of that. You know what the best? Uh, best revenge is to beat them. I mean, Absolutely. Alec Manoa went out and almost stuck a fork in them for the rest of the year. That sure. hurts more than winging, throwing a pitch at somebody. And I also think that, frankly, the way – there wasn't a lot of 
pissing vinegar to the Orioles when they streamed no. out of the dugout there. It wasn't there like wasn't. a whole bunch of guys looking for fight. More. It was Rugnado Odor and Jorge Mateo kind of pushing guys away. It's more like, sorry about the knob, but we're out here to take care <laughs> of it. That's basically what it was. Let's not lie about it. That's what it That's is. That's exactly what it is. What it is. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I have to do this. Uh, come on, I'm sitting back. I've got some seeds. I got to get rid of the seeds oh, and go me. Oh, I got to find a guy. I got to go there and grab a guy. Released. That that is true. It was uh, th- there was not uh, you, you w- would not be able to say that the uh, the yeah. Orioles charged out of the uh, no out, of, out of the dugout. Um, okay, this now this question I hadn't thought of this last night. Hoof hearted. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's, that's awesome. Twitter handle. That's, that's awful, great. but that's, it's a good question. Hoof hearted is good. <laughs> Uh, that, which is not the, but he was talking about our discussion about the catcher blocking the plate with, with Dale Scott yesterday sure. and how Dale Scott mentioned that, um, that, you know, it's hard to watch the ball and the tag and also the plate. The umpires mm-hmm. are told focus on whether the guy's safe or out. If they want to appeal then for the lane blocking, there you go. go to the VAR. Mm-hmm. His point, why wouldn't the third base ump make the lane call on that? I guess it would depend on what was happening where the third base ump would be stationed, would he be moving? But it that's yeah, I would, I would an think interesting. Every umpire has their job, yeah, to cover their base. It's an interesting third point. Third base I umpire that. is worried about his base. Yeah, make sure you're tagging the base. Make sure there's no interference. And then when he moves past the third base bag, now it's up to the home plate umpire. Yeah. So every guy has their but own it's job. A thoughtful, it's a thoughtful. It's question. a thoughtful question. It is a good question. I just think you can give them too much. You, you watch games. Yeah, they, they, can, they can get a little too much. I just wanted to say who farted on the air. Oh, it's and great. it's hoof. A, it's hoof. Like horse hoof. I get you what you're saying. That's how he spelt it, right? Ah. Hoof farted. It's good. It's funny. I, I, I will admit Boy, this, make though. Make you click on it. I, I'll, I'll put my hand up. I did not realize it until I said it. <laughs> <laughs> honest to God's truth. Oh, this well, guy must raise honest. horses for a living. Well, I, I, <laughs> so I just. Well, he got so, you. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> On live radio, it's like those. Uh, it's like those, you know, those fake Twitter accounts uh, that every that everybody falls through. <laughs> I'm not reading this name out, uh, but uh, the the question was something we didn't talk about, and it and it gets around to, uh, it gets around to uh, the decision to not let Alec Manoa go out and finish out the game. Uh, I mean, and, it's one and reason. It, no, but I, it, it, the 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 questioner. The question comes as a result of what John Schneider himself said in the postgame, that had it been a shutout, mm. you know, maybe you think about it differently. There you, John. Do you, do you honestly that. believe that? No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. I think you have a really good rested closer who's raring and ready to go. That's what I think. And I also think that given what, Alec Manoa. Like, did you see Alec's reaction when they had the discussion? Alec understood. That was maybe the first time in a while he's been taken out of the game where he kind of... I just like John. I'm sure the conversation know. was exactly <laughs> got, the way Alec expected the conversation to you're go. You're a stud. We've got and the I, best closer in the game need, down there. there we're going we're we're to finish this off we're going to work you to death for <laughs> the next three, yeah. three starts or four starts. Yeah, We're going to finish so, this. We're going to finish this up, off big fella. I, I, yeah, I just... I keep, I keep getting back to just what a... Just what a polished performance that was from from Alec Manoa. Do I give I give him? I sit down with him in the offseason. I say, let's try to hmm. let's try to do three or four years. Let's Does try let's try to cover your. You know what? Does I, it matter who you give it to first? No, 
Because I think, and this is oh. one of the things. Now, this is where I differ with passing. I think you can do it to a pitcher because you're not going to give him a six-year contract. You may be saying, let's buy out three years of your arbitration years. So, yeah, it's easy to give Alec Manoa a three-year contract. The other guys, you're not giving him three-year contracts. Would he take you're going three four years? or five. You might. Would you? If not I'm, a chance. If I'm a pitcher, yes. Pitcher, yes. Position player, no chance in hell. If you're 24 and you're really, 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 really good, yes. really good. Yes, I'm definitely taking huh. it. That's it. Only if I'm a pitcher. That's it for us today. No Jays game tonight. There will be no Blue Jays talk. We'll be back tomorrow from 10 to noon on Sportsnet 590. The fans, Sportsnet 360. A reminder, if you're subscribing via pod, please rate, review, subscribe. And most importantly, have yourself a great rest of the day. Thank you.